All right, folks, glad to see y'all today. And uh, glad to uh, have this opportunity to uh, spend a couple of Sundays. And uh, I do want to I do want to say right out of the chute that I am very serious about this material. I wish I'd had it offered to me when I was y'all's age, way back in the day, back during the Civil War. And uh, uh, so, where I'm very serious about it, uh, I'm also well, I'd, I'd like for it to be fun. And uh, I think we're going to have a good time for the next couple of Sundays. Uh, if I could call this anything, if you want to write this in your notebook, and I will encourage you to take notes, uh, I will have you do some assignments uh, in class and out of class. And I uh, do anticipate that if you have an assignment this week, that you bring it back next Sunday. And uh, so this is for certainly your best interest. I want to title this Five Years From Now. You'll write that, that down in your notebook. Thank you for bringing notebooks, uh, Brother Steve. And uh, so uh, feel free to uh, take notes and uh, ask questions as you feel the need to. <coughs> I want to say also, and everybody needs to listen with this material, that this everything I'm going to teach, I want this just a, a blanket statement. Everything that I'm going to teach you guys in the next couple of Sundays revolves around the Word of God, revolves around the Bible, the will of God, and what grace teaches. And I'm not going to say that over and over. Uh, but everything that I'm going to teach today revolves around what we teach and believe and so on. In James chapter 4, verses 14 and 15, write that down in your notes. Uh, James 4, 14 and 15. Uh, James said, Whereas... You know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. I want to highlight the question, what is your life? Uh, I know all of you... Most of you probably today are in college, about to start college, about to graduate high school, some, somewhere in between. Um, Y'all are at a great stage of your life, probably one of the most awesome places to be with your life. And you're setting on one big word today in this decision. That is, what are you going to do with the rest of your life by way of spirituality, uh, relationships, career, etc. We'll come to that in just a moment. It took me a long time to catch up with life. My dad died when I was 16 years old, and it threw me into a tailspin that took me several years to come out of it. And um, uh, probably should have had therapy, probably should have been medicated. Uh, I was suicidal, went through extreme bouts of depression. Um, I say this in all due respect, went through a spurt where I hated God. Um, I never gave up church. I never gave up relationships I had at church. But the inside of me was not functional at all. So it took me a long time to catch up with life after that happened. Um, I got married. The truth be known, I probably wasn't even ready for marriage. We had kids. Truth be known, I probably wasn't ready for kids. But somehow we made it. And uh, 
Um, so I want to take just a moment after going through all of that, and this is why I'm so passionate about this material. Uh, when I found it, you guys was the first group that I wanted to teach it to. I want to share with you just quickly, uh, kind of a, not really a testimony, but more of a resume. I was probably closer to age 30 uh, before I started catching up with life. Uh, I was in ministry. By that time, I'd been in ministry five years. At 30 years old, I was starting a church from scratch in Youngstown, Ohio. But it was around that time that life started making sense to me, that I realized that there was more to life than walling around in self-pity and depression and what have you. Um, so from age 30 until now, I'm obviously an ordained minister, pastor, author. Uh, I've been a sectional youth leader. I've served on the District Home Missions Committee. I've completed the Dale Carnegie Winning Friends and Influence People and Public Speaking course. Actually, I've been through that twice. I've completed the Burke Baker course for becoming a realtor. It's the equivalent of one semester of college, and I did it in three weeks. Um, I'm a certified life coach. Prior to ministry, I was a senior civil designer. I know what it is to set goals. I know what that's about, and I know how to reach them. It's bottom line. Take some notes here. If you want to set a goal and make it happen in your life, you have to. it's a matter of willingness determination and consistency if you want to set goals and have them come to pass in your life to reach them is a matter of willingness determination and consistency in addition to that it is recognizing distractions and learning how to plow through them if y'all will take advantage of this material it can be life-changing today. Today can be one of the greatest moments in your life if you'll take advantage of this material. Okay. So I want to challenge you to decide what's next in your life and strategize on how to get it. I want y'all to realize what's next in your life. Did y'all bring pen and paper? Glad to have you, Stephanie. Wingate. Stephanie, we're huge on notes today. Pastor's not normally in this class, but uh, we're going to do huge notes today. Poor Patrick trying to listen to this back. I was going to drive him insane. Uh, I'm teaching uh, some material today that I'm calling five years from now. And uh, our scripture setting, for those of you that just walked in the door, if you'd like to write this down, that this material is called five years from now. And our scripture setting is James 4, 14 through 15. And I'm lifting the phrase out of James 4, for what is your life? And that's what we're going to focus on today. So I want to challenge you today to decide what's next in your life 
and a strategy on how to get it. Again, y'all are in high school and college, and you're at a very critical place in your life. Very important decisions are going to be made in your life in the next months and even the next year or two Very that will determine the outcome of the rest of your life. And I hope y'all don't take that lightly. In the next few years, you can pick the right person to marry or the wrong person to marry. Either way, it'll change the rest of your life. You can choose to stay in church or not in church. Either way, it's going to change and impact the rest of your life. You can develop habits in the next few years, and they will either make your life better or summarily worse, depending on what those habits are. It's a big, huge decision time for you guys, and I want to help you all through that and give you some basis and understanding to make the right choices. So I want to challenge you today to decide what's next in your life and a strategy on how to get it. That could be your career, your relationships, your education, etc. Listen to pastor. You don't have to take life the way it comes to you. You do not have to take life the way it comes to you. You can design your life to come to you the way you want it. Those of you that's not writing that down, I'd appreciate it if you'd write it down. You don't have to take life the way it comes to you. Don't ever forget that. I took it that way when I was your age. And I'm realizing now I didn't have to. You can control your destiny. You can control it. So you don't have to take life the way it comes to you. You can design your life to come to you the way you want it. This is your life. This is your life, your one and only life, and you don't want to miss any part of it. This is your life, your one and only life, and you don't want to miss any part of it. So what is it going to be? You decide, decide now, and revisions are possible. So starting today, you can make the next five years the most exciting, satisfying, productive, and amazing years of your life so far. Starting today, you can make the next five years of your life the most exciting, satisfying, productive, and amazing years of your life so far, or it can just be another five years. It's up to you. So the purpose of this class is to stir up your creativity and to inspire you to really get in touch with your dreams. My goal is not to provide a list of what should be done with the next five years of your life, but to stir up some exciting possibilities of what could be done with the next five years of your life. So hopefully in the next little while and the next several Sundays, you'll find fresh ways of thinking about different areas of your life. It could be something as significant as tracing your family roots. It could be something as significant as developing an exciting idea. It could be something as significant as pursuing a heart-quickening adventure or finding creative ways to give back either to the kingdom of God or to society. The truth is you can really turn any what-if into a what is. Write that down. The truth is, don't use the word you, use the word I. The truth is, I can turn any what if into a what is. So instead of around sitting around saying, well, what if I plan to be a homeowner in the next five years? It's not a what if anymore. 
It's just a matter of time. Y'all see what I'm saying? Okay. So over the next five years, what do you really want to do? What do you really want to have? Over the next five years, what is it that you really want to do? Over the next five years, what do you really want to have? What do you really want to see? Where do you really want to go? Or have you even thought about it? How many thought about it? Be honest. In the next five years. Okay. You need to start thinking about it. Life's not going to wait. You can be like me and wait till you're 30, 35, 40 years old and after a series of heartbreaks and a bad marriage and bad habits and all those kind of things, then start kind of catching on to life where you can do it now. I would like to say y'all do that now. Uh, so over the next five years, what do you really want to do? What do you really want to have? What do you really want to see? Where do you really want to go? And you need to start thinking about it. Kobe Yamada said, the future is sending back good wishes and waiting with open arms. Your future is sending back good wishes and waiting with open arms. Write this down. Five years, 260 weeks, 1,820 days, <clears throat> 2 million 620,800 minutes. Five years is 260 weeks, 820 days, 2 million 620,800 minutes. What would you do with it? What could you do with it the next five years? Let me throw this out to you for you to consider. In five years, Christopher Columbus opened up a whole new world by discovering the Bahamas, Cuba, Hispaniola, and North and South America. He did it in five years. In just under five years, Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel. It's still in existence today. I've seen it. In less than five years, Shakespeare wrote Hamlet, Othello, King Lear, Macbeth, and five other plays in five years. H. Jackson Brown Jr. said, Don't say you don't have enough time. We have exactly the same number of hours per day that were given to Helen Keller, Michelangelo, Mother Teresa, Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Jefferson, and Albert Einstein. We all have the same amount of time. What matters is what you do with it. Five years from now. In 1961, Julia Child graduated from cooking school with a quirky idea for a TV show. Four years later, she won an Emmy as America's favorite chef. Five years. Fired from their home improvement jobs? Fired from their home improvement jobs, Arthur Blank and Bernie Marcus created a business model called Home Depot, went public with their idea. Just three years after being fired, their annual sales was over $1 billion. Three years. What are you going to do? with the next five years of your life. You're going to sit around and watch life go by, or you're going to be a little creative and say, you know what, I have an idea, and I can do it. I believe I can do it. At age 30, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos was living in a 500-square-foot apartment. Five years later, his net worth was $10 billion. <clears throat> 
So you have to start today. Let me give you a little personal testimony. I mentioned a moment ago I was an author, and I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm thankful for that. I mean, I barely graduated through from high school with all the dilemma I was in with the passing of my dad and what have you. I just kind of checked out. And um, so I don't consider myself to be that smart of an individual. I never attended one day of college. Um, I will not disclose to you how much money I make, but I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable for just a old boy that barely graduated from high school. Don't tell me what can't be done. I don't, I don't deal with that too often. Uh, don't tell me what can't be done. Life is a big canvas, and you paint the picture on it that you want. But I, I, I got an inspiration to write a book. I had the whole thought process. I struggled for about three years on putting the words to paper. I couldn't get what was in my brain on a piece of paper. I don't know how much I write and then wad it up and erase. Then I started doing it on the computer and I'd backspace and get frustrated and just give up. But one day it hit and probably in less than a year is when I actually sat down and wrote my book. I did it in less than a year. You can do whatever you want to do, whatever you decide to do. And you have to start living life on purpose. Write that down. Living life. Living my life on purpose. Living my life on purpose. <clears throat> How many of you have ever heard of Dr. Seuss? Raise your hand. We have like three in here that's, he's the cat in the hat guy, and, you know, whatever. He said, Dr. Seuss said, you have brains in your head and feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know. You are the one who will decide where you go. Incredibly wise words from our beloved Dr. Seuss. The best day of your life, folks, is a day on which you can decide your life is your own. There's no one to lean on, there's no one to rely on, and there's no one to blame. No one to blame. The gift of life is yours. It's an amazing journey, and you alone are responsible for the quality of it. Life is about the choices you make, so you have to choose wisely. There's two parameters that I want to give you today uh, about life. There's two guiding factors. Write that down. Two guiding factors. The first guiding factor is values. My values. The other guiding factor is my mission. You start by choosing the two most important guiding factors, your values and your mission. You have to choose your values. Values, write this down, are personal values or personal choices you make about what's important to you. Values are personal choices you make about what's important to you. I want to say to this class today with every fiber in me, there is not a greater value in your life than eternity. 
and don't forget that. It's going to be a long, long time, and there's only two options. But values are personal choices you make about what's important to you. Being guided by your highest values brings immense satisfaction and meaning to your life. When you are guided by the highest standard of value, it brings immense satisfaction and meaning to your life. This is why people in your age group today in our, in our American society are so unhappy and so unfulfilled. They live for the moment and they do whatever they want to do. There's not a value system. There's not a priority system. There's, not, there's no convictions. There's no morality. There's no doing the right thing mentality. I want to do what I want to do and I want to do it now. And so you have extreme drug addiction, alcohol addiction, People in y'all's age group, and y'all know it better than I do, uh, they choose weird lifestyles that's not moral, that's not wholesome, that's not healthy. I'm not on a soapbox, but it's true. Statistics bear it out. Folks your age, they cut themselves all the time. That is crazy to me. That is crazy to me. Do y'all hear me? To take a sharp object, a knife or a razor blade, and cut your flesh because you're frustrated? I can't get my head around it. Uh, I, and, and you have so much inner pain that if you hurt yourself on the outside of your body, it, it makes you feel better because it takes the focus off the inner pain, whatever all that psychology is around that. You have to have a value system, and you have to live with it. It doesn't matter what your friends think. It doesn't matter what your peer group thinks. It doesn't matter what you're taught in college. It doesn't matter what you're taught in high school. You have a value system, and you live it. You live it. You don't go with the flow. You know, sooner or later, these guys that started Home Depot and the guy that founded Amazon and all that stuff, sooner or later, they said, you know what, I'm going to separate myself from the herd. I'm not going off in that general direction of the unknown, the unplanned, the unthought of, the no priority, the no principle. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make something out of my life, and it's going to be legitimate, and it's going to count. I'm going to use my gifting. I'm going to use my personality. So you're guided by your highest values, and it brings immense satisfaction and meaning to your life. Your second guiding star, if you will, is values. You have to have a value system. <clears throat> values are spirituality and faith, which en encompass God, Bible, and church. Okay? Are y'all with me? Everybody taking notes? Because you're not going to remember this. You have to have values. They're your personal choices about what's important to you. Examples of values are spirituality, faith. That's God, Bible, church. These are values. Your spiritual man, if he is not happy, you're not going to be happy. We need to understand that. Your spiritual man has to be happy. Um, family is a value. You don't abandon your family. Friendships are values. Keeping yourself healthy is a value. Uh, making money, making good money. I'm all about you guys being millionaires, man. Okay, somebody's going to be a millionaire on this planet. Why not you? Amen. I mean it. Uh, when I was in, working in real estate, a number of years ago, my broker would always tell me, 
He said, there's money just floating around in space. What you have to do is figure out a way to reach out and grab it and put it in your pocket. I've never forgotten that. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of commitment. But there's a lot of wealthy people on this planet. Why can't one of them be you? Why settle for less? Why settle for less? With a little bit of commitment, a little bit of ingenuity, a little bit of thought process, a little creativity, man, you can make good money, good education. Go for it, man. Go for it. It's not a sin in making money if you handle it right. So values is wealth. It's learning. Always educate yourself. Always educate yourself. If you're happy as a high school dropout, you're going to be one miserable dude and do that about 20 years from now. You're going to be as poor as Job's turkey and wonder why the whole world ain't supporting you. If you want a good life, if you want a comfortable life, you want your life to amount to something, educate yourself. Go to school, go to college, go to college. You can get you at least get an associate's degree, go to trade school, learn, learn, learn. Sustainability is a value. To be able to sustain yourself and those that depend on you. Sustainability is a value. Career is a value. Community is a value. Learn your community and learn how to be involved in it. Integrity is a huge value. Where your handshake means something. Where the nod of your head means something. Where you can be trusted and people can believe in you. Free time is a value. I know people that are workaholics. They have 80 bajillion dollars and they never have time to spend it. I don't know that bajillion is a number, but you get the point. Uh, it's a bunch. It's a lot of money. Um, there's folks in this classroom today that have very limited education. I don't want to say any more than that. You need to go to school. You need to get, you, you need to get some kind of education. I'm telling you. I know, I know, I know from experience. It's going to be real hard about 15 years from now when all your friends lives in nice homes and nice cars and all that stuff and you're just barely making it in a little RV somewhere out under a bridge. Get you an education. Um, be creative. Be creative is a great value. Don't plane out. Don't settle for the status quo. Don't settle for anything. Don't settle. Always strive for the best. And then love is an incredible value. Learn how to love. Learn how to love genuinely. Love the people you say you love. Show it. Manifest it. Don't use them. Don't play games with them. Okay, here's your assignment. We have, what, 15 minutes? Here's some questions that will help you identify your top values in life. Um, there's some of this we're going to do in class today, and there's a, a second part of it. I'm going to have you go home and do it, and then show up next Sunday with it all done. Do I need to tell you guys that are in high school and college, being that you bring notebooks and ink pens to class every day when you're in high school and college, that y'all need to bring your notebook and pen back with you next Sunday? Do we need to say that, or do y'all know that automatically? We know that automatically, Pastor. Yes, sir, we know it. We're going to do it. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right, write this down. The top values of my life. The top values of my life. I have four questions. And um, as a matter of fact, we'll work on this today and see how far you get. Number one, what are three things I like most and least 
about myself? Write that question down. What are three things I like most and least about myself? And let's take three minutes to try to answer that question. What are three th- what are the three things that I like most and least about myself? While you are writing, and if y'all can listen at the same time, I'll give you an example of, of a, on a personal level. I'll tell you what I like about myself. I like the fact that I'm a goal setter, I'm a visionary man, and I go after things, and I don't let things get in my way. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it with all of my might. So I'm very determined. I like that about myself. What I don't like about myself is my personality. I'm harsh. Uh, I'm crude. Uh, I'm real sarcastic. By default, I have a tendency to think negative. These are the kind of answers that I would like for you to be. Be very transparent and be honest. You can put anything you want on a piece of paper, but you know deep down inside if you're telling the truth or not. What are the three things I like most and least about myself? And this is where you don't want to copy off your neighbor. <laughs> it may apply and it may not apply. Does everybody have at least one? Let's go on to the second question. If you didn't write the three things down, if you would do that at home this week, uh, it would be really advantageous for you to do that. Question number two. Who is the happiest person I know? If anybody writes pastor, we need to meet after this class. We're going to raise your level of expectation a little bit. Who is the happiest person I know? The point to this question is if you can't think of anybody, then life has really been limited for you. You're, you're not social enough. You're not paying attention. You're not digging beneath the surface with your friends. You may be taking some people for granted. There is one person in this room that I can name real quick for you what should be the happiest person in your life. And to this person, I'm not going to call any names, it would be your mother. <clears throat> Can't think of anybody? Y'all think about that. Did anybody write anything down? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Happiest person in life. All right. Question number three. Who are the two people I like and respect the most and why? 
two people that I like and respect the most and why. You know what these clad these questions do? You know what it did for me when I went through this material, and I, and I, I went through it myself. Is it's a huge indicator is what values there should be in our life, and we don't recognize them. We have our value system some, somewhere else. Two people I like and respect the most, and why. Okay, the fourth question. This is the last question in this string of questions, and I have four more. Fourth question, who am I? Not me, not Pastor you. Who am I? Are you tired, Hannah? (laughs) Kind of brain overload. I feel your pain because I think about this all the time. Who am I? you just write the word awesome that's not what we're looking for Lord willing we'll open next Sunday those of you that want to, that wants to divulge any of these answers, I'd love for you and the rest of the class to hear what you have to say in answer to these four questions. Okay, I have four more questions and I'll give you time to work on them in class. If you don't finish, then uh, you can finish them at home and if you would do that, I would appreciate it. My, my top values are, write that down, my top values are, <clears throat> And I'd like for you to list out five. One, two, three, four, five. My top values are. As we go through this class uh, in the next couple of Sundays, as uh, your life continues to develop, then you can tweak these values. But for right now, what are your top five values? I would hope that the number one value would be being right with God. I hope it's your number one value. If it's not, you got your priorities wrong. It's a pleasure to see y'all writing. 
really, really cool to see y'all riding. If you didn't finish these, if you would finish them for next Sunday, uh, we'd appreciate it. If, I don't want the pressure to be too intense. If you don't finish, we won't kick you out of the class, but it would sure be nice if you would. I really care about this for you guys. I think it's really important. Okay, I have one more assignment that you can do at home, and you will need to have this ready for next Sunday. Is um, I want you to choose your mission. Uh, just write a mission statement for your life and have that for next Sunday. Write a mission statement for your life. You could say, I want to be like Alexander the Great and conquer the world and cry because there's no more world to conquer. You could do that. Uh, make 80 bajillion dollars. Uh, no, that's not mission statements. But what do you want to do with your life? What do you want your life's purpose to be? So if you'll have that for next Sunday, I'd appreciate it. Is everybody good? Thank y'all very, very much for your time, your attention. And uh, if y'all put your heart into this, it can be life-changing. It's pretty cool stuff. So, Steve, you have anything you want to say? Excellent, Pastor. Thank you. Pat, hope you got all that. Mm -hmm.